Welcome to CannaCon Radio, where the cannabis industry talks business. You guys can hear us everywhere you find podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, even Spotify. We really want to hear from you. So please like, subscribe, comment. You can also find us on our social media. Easiest way to do that is to hit us up on our website at canacon.org. There you're going to see links to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram. So we want to hear from you. Let's get to the show. Day two, OKC. Okay, Loving it. What we did is we came out and uh, we we're just talking to people online. Just kind of, were you? Yeah, we were giving out free stuff just because they they this were so committed. So no, we're no one was so we're with Claude from Ethos like, no real one was quick. Complaining, you know, they were just <laughs> they were having fun in line now. And I was like, you know, what, let's reward that. <laughs> I, I really think like if we were in Cali or if we were in Washington, people would be bitching to their goddamn nines about that line. Yes, it would be ridiculous. Situation. If we were in Boston, they would have left. <laughs> Boston is a little more committed. They would have just gotten some Sixers. Dude, your line in Boston come back. was fucking bananas. Was six dude. hours. It was six dude, hours deep. This motherfucker's line awesome. in Boston, right? Because what were you guys doing? You you gave okay. away. We did, Tell me about we the We did giveaway. the same thing here. Okay. Because you have a wheel and, and That's stuff, separate. right? Yeah. Okay. We just want to make it fun, period. The wheels, if you buy, every time you buy a pack, you spin the wheel and win something. It's like the opposite of buyer's remorse. That's fucking legit. And it's, it's, it's the opposite a, of buyer's remorse. You basically get another pack, a free pack, you know, or, or some sort of... Uh, garb every time okay. you buy something okay so what we do is no matter where we go depending on the place uh way more in small markets the more you give in small markets i feel it goes a longer way yeah so michigan boston yep. oklahoma yeah we have gift bags five six seven packs free stuff period for the first hundred people to get to the booth but what we found is that uh in boston i think it was 200 but they had to like uh the line literally went around the entire building. It went, it, they had to actually, the cops had to come and bring it. And by the way, a cop got knocked over in Boston. And I've never realized how much I love Boston cops until this. He's like, can I talk to you for a second? Like classic out of a movie. I'm like, yeah. He's like, one of your fucking gangster weed buddies there fucking knocked me over coming in. He goes, I'm not one of these idiot security guys. I carry a gun. <laughs> That's all I ask. Respect at least the gun. <laughs> That's all. He's like, I mean, I'm a cop. Respect that, but I have a gun. I could shoot you. <laughs> he goes, do me a favor. Just tell him to kind of keep it in line. I'm like, yeah, you got it. Later, he was breaking everyone's balls. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Like, But uh, we actually, in Boston, uh, a group from Maine came down on a party bus and camped out in the mall. So from like 3 a.m. all the way to that morning, <laughs> it was like, a, like, I don't know if you know, but that Boston, is it's, it's attached to like this beautiful multi trillion dollar mall oh, whatever giant there's a and giant test i don't know if you've ever seen drunk people from maine they're the most polite hilariously overly drunk people ever they're just keep to themselves they're they and they're they're super polite like i i apologize i might be a little tanked i'll keep to myself <laughs> and you're like dude, this, this, so like this kind of a party bus there's a chill party bus from 3 a.m we're pre-gaming the boston show and then I feel like it created some sort of thing. Yeah. Where like people walking by, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, we're getting in line for ethos. Like, why? Like they're giving away this stuff. We gave away like a thousand dollars worth of stuff. You yeah. Know? And um what I found that is it was we called it Operation Mayhem. I literally wanted just to see what happened. We created mayhem. Our sales doubled that day. And I was like, you know what? Let's keep doing it. The worst case scenario is we just give away a bunch of free stuff. And giving away a bunch of free stuff is easy for us because the price of the seeds is not what 
the costs of our company. Running the company is expensive. Making the seeds isn't. So we try to proliferate and give away five to one, probably on what we sell. And I think that's been the key. You give away five to one of what you sell. Literally. So you give away 80%. Yep. 80% of our products. Absolutely. Unequivocally. You give it the fuck. We started away at 90%. It's incredible. But I, we're, we've been a company, and I know you're going to be like, wait a second, 23 months. Okay. Uh, we're the number one seed company in the world. Now, by far, it's no one's even close. We're one to one with all American seed companies combined. Do you think it's because of your background in being a professional gambler and you understanding money and you understanding yes. money trends? Yeah. Because that's feel, what a professional gambler does. Well, you understand I'm, money trends, so right? As a kid, I was the weird kid that got taken off to college when I was in eighth grade. Oh, you're uh, one of those algorithm, smart fucks? Yeah, pattern detection yeah, algorithms. Yeah, yeah, I already I got an 800 feel on my dumb I got a perfect score you. in seventh grade in my math. So but this is the wait, dude wait, that was cheating for but, people, those those rich people's kids. This motherfucker. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. I'm also dyslexic. Can't read. Right. Math genius can't read. I like so, tie shoes and you married his cousin. People always ask me why I was an entrepreneur. I would always do things on my own. I've been in, I owned my first company when I was 14 years old. Well, congrats. Jesus Christ. Um, I was, what was it? A baseball card and comic books. I still have everything. But at really? 14, I had my own store. Um, <laughs> I used my mom's resale number. And I, had, I, I literally got out of high school to run my company. And the, the okay. vice principal who was in charge of that was an ex-New uh, York Yankee minor league baseball player and loved baseball cards. Yeah. So I would just give him baseball cards for his kid. And he'd let me out of school every like the whole year, like for four years. And I would only come to school to sell baseball cards. I would come to each class. So and you were sell. hustling at fourteen. I was making dude. thirty thirty five k a year. Uh, you know, no overhead in eighty eight. You know, my mom's house. You know, Jesus. and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I've always run businesses. Uh, I was running raves in ninety two, ninety three. I started growing in ninety three, and that's basically how we, you know, we started supporting what we were doing, and. Um, even when, even though I've been a grower since 1993, I always had a job. I was always running a company. Usually they failed because that's how it is when you're an entrepreneur early that's on. That's exactly how it is. But then when I got into, I was a musician and a, a booking agent. I was a singer and a musician for about 10 years. Okay. And then I hit 29. I was like, you know what? I haven't made it. I'm cool with where we've gotten. I think I'm going to be a professional poker player. I'm going to go to Bellagio and do the, the rounders thing and see if I win the tournament. I fucking won the first tournament I played in the Bellagio. Never played. I mean, no, no, I've been playing poker my whole so life. So you're playing, and we're talking about Texas Hold'em. Yeah, okay. but this was like oh, the Bellagio. Yeah. yeah so I've been playing in Den Denver local clubs, crushing right. it at tiny, tiny micro levels. And I'm like, I think. Is it because you're smart? Is it because you, it, or is it? I mean, well, I play, do, I played does, cards does just being numbers help? Or, or yes. obviously, yeah, reading. I played people. a lot of poker. You have to read people. Read people. But it's also algorithms. It's all poker. But, but you don't have to read people online. How the, like, like oh, absolutely. People, yeah, but it's you easier. can't. You can't read. It's their easier to read people online. I've heard that from professional poker right. players. I've I understand that. that everything is a pattern. It's pattern detection, and it's the same thing how I built Ethos. It's That's what I wanted to get to. Okay, so. I'm going to start giving seminars, free seminars on how to build companies. So I took my company. I was uh, $1,100 in debt. And within one year, we got to a million dollars revenue. And now we're going to hit 20 in, in year two. And we'll hit 150 next year. And we so also, and, and we're all selling. Well, I get, I, here's the first person to hear about it ever. Uh, sprouts. We're skipping seeds. We've, we've we've found a way to skip the seed process altogether. You were breeding what? We're breeding mast cells in culture. What the fuck does that mean? We take the uh, the the mast cells, which are, are basically stem cells, okay, from two separate plants. Uh, put them in a glue close solution. Is it a male and a female? Is it two females? Not plants? relevant. Okay. So oh, uh, okay. So even though cannabis is a diploid, a diploid means it has two 
chromosomes to breed, which are typically male-female. Right. Cannabis is gender fluid. That's a real thing um, in cannabis. Okay. And um, no, no hate. I'm talking about, I'm just talking about proven scientists. This is since the 50s. But it is literally gender fluid, especially in the wild. So we've tapped into a feminizing process that okay. allows us to get female pollen um, from the plants without stressing them. So that's why we started going towards the feminized seed. But I want true homogeny and I want consistency. So we realized that, so fertilization rate of pollen, if I take an S1, meaning crossing a, a plant into itself, is super low. You gotta just hammer it with pollen and pollen. The pistols take in the pollen and reject it because it's the same genetics and it doesn't wanna breed the same genetics. You get something that's a hybrid, first time it takes in the pollen. So when you put these cells in a dish, right. they know if they meet up with a cell of the same genetic code and they skip it. They seek out a different genetic code and literally as many cells as you put in, they lock up and that's as many sprouts as are gonna grow in that dish. That's and you've literally skipped over the entire seed process and you've made a brand new variety, a brand new cultivar, strain, hybrid, whatever you want to call it, in a Petri dish. And we could do hundreds of thousands of these a month, stacking them. We can load cross everything, period, at once. So I don't have to deal with fucking growing seeds anymore. There is no need for seeds. Uh, you can go right to the sprout. The seed is just a shell that's formed on the plant. It's not necessary. Let's and, go you, and also, I could ship sprouts legally. That's what, in the we, world. that's what I wanted to get. Right, how, could, how do you ship these sprouts without them? Well, first of all, I haven't made them yet. Oh, we're, we're, right. We're, we're, this is a process that we've shown that works. Okay. We're a year away. But okay. uh, this will be something that will be doing retail worldwide, period. You'll be able to buy in any store. So Walmart. Target. Well, we're already, Fred we'll, we'll be Walmart this year. Uh, Fuck. They'll carry, they already said they'd carry our seeds. Your cannabis seeds. No. Your hemp Our seeds. cannabis sativa L. Okay. Ag certified seeds. I'm an ag certified breeder in, okay. hemp, in hemp. Okay. So, so industrial hemp. It's the same species in Colorado ag and the farm bill. Cannabis sativa L is yes. only one species. Yes. The seeds in the farm bill, they just, dis they distinguished between the two and but, said they're the same in the seed form because they don't have more okay. than 0.3. Correct. Yeah. So we basically our contacted state, everything from the post office, to the DEA and said, how do we make our hemp seeds illegal? And they're like, everyone said the exact same thing. You have to say that they produce THC. So I'm, I called the Colorado Ag and they're like, hey, will you certify my cannabis seeds? They're like, yeah. I'm like, really? They're like, we just do germination rates, check for microbes. And then it's it's the same thing. We just throw them out. It's not like, you know, we, we grow them out and, you know, it's a seed's a seed. So then we got five lawyers, give or take. Uh, no, it was five. And um, that's a lot of fucking lawyers. It's a lot of lawyers, but here's the thing, man. Um, I also I need to understand what's happening in the growth of my business. I've never had a uh, I never made more than a few hundred thousand dollars in my life. Yeah. There that's are million there issue, are right? days where I'll make one hundred fifty, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, where I don't comprehend that, and I need people, professionals, to tell me what to do. I have. 12 full-time W-2 employees and 10 contractors working for us right now. Yeah. We have five facilities growing. I We have a COO. We have an interim CFO. We, ha we have, we're, we're going uh, S-Corp. We're going public with our hemp company. You know, we're doing a mid-cap company for hundred million. We, we have different goals, but the whole point of all this is preserve organic seeds and preserve organically made plants. In both hemp and cannabis, we will not be doing any gene editing. 
And this is the main reason why. We're afraid that pollen can get out from those gene edited plants and then affect other crops. And we just don't know what that's gonna do. So what do we do? We go to culture. Yeah. I, so full circle. <laughs> Messing around in cultures, you can put mast cells in there and they combine with each other eventually and they turn into what we now know as uh, micropropagation, small clones. Well, what happens if you put mast cells of two different varieties in that culture? Depending on what you feed them, they are going to avoid syncopating with their same genetic. So you have, say, genetic A and genetic B. Yeah. Take mast cells of each. A's avoid A's and they're searching out B's. They then link up in that culture, and then they start growing as a cannabis seedling. But you now have a diploid, which we talked about. Which we talked about. Two yep. sets of chromosomes. Yep. And now you have a brand new hybrid in seedling form. Then you have a brand new hybrid. That's Not just seedling, but hundreds or thousands in that culture. Right. And then you can grow that out and then ship them. And now you have a thousand seedlings in your little culture. It's not illegal. There's nothing about it illegal. And we can ship them anywhere in the world. I've talked to a lot of, I know a lot of breeders talk to a lot of breeders. No. Guys that have been doing this for, I don't, I, I, for 20 I, years have got to fucking hate you. So much, dude. They've got to well, here, 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 Well, let me understand why they hate me, though. Well, they hate you because you're fucking probably kicking the shit out of them, and they don't like new well, people coming I, in and destroying it. Oh, I'm not new. I mean, No, but you said two no, years. 27, but 27 years I've been breeding. And I, okay. I would, here's okay. what I, here, let's just get to the real, real. I was supplying all the European companies with their seeds. I've been making seeds commercially for 10 years. Do these cats know that? Everyone fucking knows okay. because half okay. of them were them. Word. <laughs> but most of them were Dutch companies. Okay. But I would get hit by distributors, the largest distributors in the world, and be like, hey, we need millions of seeds, thousands of seeds. Do you have anything blueberry? Do you have anything this? Do you have anything sure. this? Right. I never met any of these people. They're buying tens and thousands and hundreds of thousands of seeds for me. They've never met me. They don't know anything about my credentials. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I, then I see my seeds in very well-known. I'm fine with it, by the way, because I told them you can do whatever you want if you're going to pay me. But thank this God, is, well, I had no money. Well, I had no money. Like I needed to make money. Right. You know, that was my hustle, I guess. You know, and it, I was mostly making feminized seeds for California growers like Blue Dream, literally. At the time, <laughs> shut up. But at the time, <laughs> shut up twice. At the time, that was desired. You have grandpa's And someone's like, right. but someone's like, dude, dude can you dude. can you make me five thousand Blue Dream seeds? I'm like, <laughs> you made like we'll dream. give you two bucks a seed. I'm like. Hell yeah. Holy shit. So then I went to four bucks a seed. And I'm like, hell yeah. So then I learned the processes and I all of a sudden I was doing all these different things. And I realized that when we released a few strains at a canvas cup in 2015. Yeah. And at a line for th three straight days, we did double Holy our revenue. Shit. I only had 2,000 Instagram followers. And every single person in that line was like, how'd you hear us, Instagram? I'm like, I have 250,000 Facebook followers. And maybe one out of 30 would say Facebook. So that's when I realized, oh my God, Instagram's the Instagram thing. Instagram is the thing. So I bro. opened 150 accounts. Okay. Of okay. every profile of every human being think of. Sure. Because I realized we're going to be going into tunnels and we're going to be living in these bubbles. Yeah. And the only way for me to understand what people want is to get outside mine. So I started basically doing um, surveys, for lack of a better explanation, from all these different types of people. What do you want? What do you want? Right. And there's no better feedback than having creating conversations. Absolutely not. So. I would uh, just, I'd engage in Facebook as well, but I would never like um, request anyone, you know, I'd, all of them had zero followers, you know, or, or following zero people. Okay. But I would, I would get into these different threads to get different perspectives. Uh, I found that out that women uh, were very turned off by the seed industry by first time buying women, okay. not necessarily like women are in it 
Yeah. You just want genetics. Yeah. But first time buyers were turned off by names, certain packaging. There we was heard that a couple they, times they, today. They felt it was very um, childish. Childish. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. That was. I, I heard we've that heard, word. Dude, we've heard it a lot. I heard today, that word bro. childish. Yeah, man. So uh, one. I'm not like that, but I hired a design company run by women out of San Francisco and Boulder. Okay. And then my COO is a woman, but she, I hired her only because she was the most qualified human being I've ever known. And she was 26. And I was like, that's talent. That, that's what you want. And she, by the way, is Riley Briner is his name. Uh, is, this isn't uh, in any way self-deprecating or flippant. She has grown the company and has been as integral as I have. Right. Period. Because she can run a company. I have no idea how to do that. Are you still hands-on at all with any of the growing? 100% of the growing, you 100% are. of the Instagram. Good for you. I have the crew that I'm working with Good are people you. that I've worked with for 20, 25 years. Oh, so this is like family I've, with I've you. I've had man. zero turnover in my company from day one, and the only person who left is because she got an amazing job offer. And I was like, what's the offer? And I was like, you should take that. Take that. You should take I that. I can't match that. But here's the best thing. She still works for me part-time on the show. She comes and does sales. Oh, that's awesome. And because the owner was like, dude, that's cool of you to let her come you know because he yeah. actually asked me yeah and he's like i'm not taking her unless you're cool with it i was like wow professionalism wow. well and then the job offers were good you know but we've never had turnover if i hire your family for life right i hire you based on talent and integrity how has oklahoma been to you i expected it to be amazing yeah it outperformed amazing so we do wholesale bulk seats and so everyone here is looking to farm up sure so 50 to 70 percent of our sales are bulk Real quick before we go, if you don't mind me, if you don't mind telling me, yeah, ask how much money you made selling seeds this weekend, including wholesale. Yes, we're sir. well over a hundred thousand already. A hundred fucking G's well in a day and a half. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So we did thirty twenty-eight thousand nine hundred in packs yesterday, but we okay. had a, we had a fifty thousand dollar wholesale order, an eight thousand dollar wholesale, order, and a twenty thousand dollar wholesale order. That's incredible. It, is but most of this from Oklahoma or from somewhere? Uh, all Oklahoma, I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But we also already have a following in Oklahoma in the sense that we do tremendous pack sales. Yeah. And then we have two dispensaries that have been uh, carrying our packs for a while. Okay. And then uh, we track as far as who follows us, as far as, uh, I don't know about sales, but like the in, um, engaged users. Yeah. And Oklahoma is very high. So we know that we have a good following, Michigan, Boston, sure. Oklahoma. Sure. Uh, so we came here very excited, but we had no idea that, like we were swamped from second one. <laughs> to literally 4.45. And we were kicking people out. Saying, get the fuck out at 5. Well, the lights started. Yeah, we're we're like, right. what's that? And they were like, it's 4.45. We're all like, we didn't even lunch. Like, we were just sweating and just Dude, cranking out awesome. packs. And so real like, quick before you go, you sent my sales manager, Joe Kenner, you had never grown pot before in his life, some feminized grandpa stash, right? Okay. I've been smoking weed. I'm 39. I've been smoking weed since I was 14 it's years true old. true old school, right? Uh, yeah, like, like uh, I've maybe smoked four strains in my life that were better than that first time grower never growing pot before well that's the point of it though. dude what the fuck that's awesome man and well, that's that, why when well, I, that's, that's the why point I, of my I, seeds I, though they're commercial it's, it, everything's for the first time grower unless it literally says on there not so that's what but we're it's, saying it's about homogeny when you listen to this podcast guys if you've never grown before and you're like there's so many breeders out there and, and you want something easy and it's going to be great yeah, we Go have buying that grandpa stats. That shit was fucking. Memberberry awesome. is also a, an amazing go-to, and then uh, Skunk Hero, which is a, a cross. It's a it's it's a similar. Um, yeah, I do like that old. It's school old shit, school dude. Dutch it skunk is. that's fifty-five days in two ounce colas yeah, and terpy period. But it just period and the rosin that comes from oh grandpa stash is disgusting. Oh, by dude. the way, the <laughs> Holy here's shit. what's gonna blow you away though. Cannabinoid profile. 
Okay. So, cannabis, it only tests maybe 18%, uh, uh, 20%, I, t- right? Whatever. Me too, but guess what? That. Almost 30% cannabinoids. See, that's what, that's what, get that's alternative what cannabinoids. Really and yeah. you know what else it had? THCV, a good amount. Really? Yeah. And so we have anything from 0.2 all the way to 1.8. So see, we have 3% CBG, 1 to 2% CBD, 1% CBC. one really helping CBC. the rosin, dude. Yeah, that. Yeah. so you're that's a full spectrum plant right Yeah, because you have 1970s Afghan yeah. with the Dutch super skunk. Yeah, listen to this, dude. And then the original OG Kush. 1970s. So, and, and then... Crazy, and then and where did you get all these old strains, real quick? I'm old as fuck, dude. I, those were mine. <laughs> those were yours. Yeah, dude. I, I you gotta realize, I started collecting seeds. Do they get bad? No. Um, okay. They get more difficult if, if the if the embryo is alive, you can always make it pop. Gibberellic acid, or you can even soak it water and literally take a scalpel and open it up and just let it grow out. Wow. You don't actually have to technically pop the seed. Wow, there you go. But H2O2 and uh, gibberellic acid is the best way to pop old seeds. Colin, thank you very much. Get your ass Can back to your booth. I just a YouTube video I put out real, real dude, quick? Dude, go for it, real uh, quick. Dude Grows, I did a, a, a YouTube with Dude Grows show. I love those guys. Um, you can look it up. I think it says Under the Ethos Way. I explain a lot of my breeding uh, and, and a lot more detail and stuff like that. And Awesome. I'm really proud of that show because like, I got so high that it just came out perfectly. <laughs> I was like, dude. Yo, Colin from Ethos, Canacon Radio. Peace. Bye. You've been listening to Canacon Radio, where the cannabis industry talks business. Please don't forget that you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, everywhere else you find podcasts. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. You guys know the drill. You can also find us on our social media. Remember, the easiest way to do that is to hit us on our website, canacon.org. Links are at the bottom, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We really want to hear from you, so please like, subscribe, comment. Until next time, peace. Peace.